I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, world makers, shot takers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, and rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny. We define it. We don't understand defeat because the only way you lose is if you stop and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few who are willing to hallucinate that there could be a better future And instead of just daydreaming what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. This is episode 39, an awkward moment in a hotel and an incredible travel hack. Um... I'm actually really excited to share this with you. You know, uh, as a kid, you, you know, if you know my origin story, you know I read obsessively about success. And even as an adult today, when I can get my hands on third-party accounts of people that I've read about before or a new biography of somebody who's really intense or, or you know, uh, autobiography or life history, I, I still can't help but go and research and obsess over successful people. And in my career, I then started having the opportunity to be up close and personal with intense, successful people. And what happened was amazing because when you read about successful people in books and when you read autobiographies or life histories, what you miss is what's between the lines you know you you miss the fact that how awkward must thomas edison have been given the fact that he not only proposed to his wife in morse code and, and then was upset he didn't get an answer she didn't know morse code <laughs> but he also named his kids dot and dash like how different was thomas edison really i mean the brilliance that created the light bulb is the same brilliance that got him sent home from school and, and when I started to get up close and personal, when I started to work directly with incredibly successful people, I got to see that we're different and, and just we look at the world in a different way. And one of the um, CEOs that I got to work with early in my career, and I feel so privileged that I did, was Howard Johnson, who uh, was the founder of Targus, the, the mobile carrying cases, mobile accessories. Now it's mobile everything. When I first met Howard, um, I started working with him in South Florida and, and representing his company like I did a lot of major brands. And they had less than 20 SKUs. I think they were doing, I think they were doing about um, somewhere around $20 million a year. That company went on to become this billion dollar mammoth in sales that just took over so much of the retail space and really created the retail space of mobile computing. And, and Howard was, he was just a genius. He was one of the most amazing people I ever got to spend time around and always willing to give advice, always willing to share. But on our first trip together, 
I had one of the most awkward moments I've ever had. Um, Howard and I were in the hotel bar back then. I drank. Uh, I was it, was it was my early twenties, and we were in a hotel bar. We had I, it was our first trip to Latin America, and I had started representing Targus, and we were going to my company was going to roll out that brand in all of Latin America. We essentially took over the territory and became. Um, Targus's Latin American branch. In fact, if somebody called from Latin America, the calls were transferred to me and or somebody on my team. And so um, this was a really important trip. And I remember we were on our first stop. We were down in the hotel bar drinking. You know, we were having a few drinks. We had some dinner. I think we even sat at the bar. And from what I – yeah, it was now, yeah. <laughs> I'm having trouble retelling this because it was so awkward. I tell the story all the time now. And I remember telling Howard eventually, but – what happened was we we had had dinner, we had a couple of drinks, we were talking, and Howard said, hey, you know, you look tired. Are you ready to go upstairs? And I said, yeah, you know, I am. We've got a few meetings tomorrow. I want to make sure we're both ready. So, yeah, let's go up. And he said, okay, but um, let's just finish our drinks, and then you have to come up to my room for just a couple minutes. I, I want to show you something. And I was in my early 20s, and I immediately, like, got nervous because Howard was about – maybe 50, mid fifties. <laughs> and, uh, I started noticing as he said that he was a really sharp dresser and <laughs> he was always really happy and he had been really kind to me the whole day. And I didn't know what was going on. And I remember saying to him, Howard, I am really tired. It was like the best excuse I could come up with. Howard, I'm really tired. I'd, I'd love to just be able to go to sleep. And he said, Alex, you can, that's, that's great. But I just, I need you to come up to my room for just a minute. I want to show you something and you're not going to regret it. And I can remember thinking like, holy crap, is this guy making a pass at me? And, and just feeling like, nervous and and like what should I do and I remember like not knowing what to do next but thinking I had I was probably about eight inches taller than Howard probably about maybe 80 pounds heavier and I remember thinking like if anything awkward happens or if like if I if something bad happens here I have the upper hand like this guy's not gonna be able to like pull one over on me nothing's gonna happen so I I might as well just go with him because he was so earnest that I needed to come up to his room and I can remember getting up from that bar, like sweat was pouring into the back of my pants and I didn't realize it until I stood up. Like I, it was air conditioned and I was so nervous that my heart was beating out of my chest. And I remember thinking like, this is one of the most important clients I have. Like I can't offend him. Like what the heck is going on? And, you know, I remember we went and I, I started thinking to myself, okay, watch for anything odd or anything awkward, or anything peculiar. Uh, and, um, so I was fo following Howard to the elevator, like looking to see if he was like smiling weird at me or doing anything. And so he, he didn't, it was, it was relatively normal. We got into the elevator and I think he commented something about dinner or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, there's the, the tone hasn't escalated here. It hasn't gotten weird. So maybe I'm safe. And we got out of the, the elevator. We were walking down the hall to his room. Still, my heart was beating out of my chest. I'm trying to tell myself to calm down. You know, Howard's really well known. He was a successful CEO. He had launched uh, a Preka Strollers before Targus. He had sold that. Like, this was, this was a, you know, it, it wasn't, I, I didn't, I, didn't I, I was trying to trust the situation. And 
I remember we got to Howard's room and he's like, all right, you got to come in for a second. So he, he put the key in, he opened it, opened the door and I went in and he goes, okay, you stand over there by the bed. And I'm like, what the hell? And he, then <laughs> he walked into the bathroom and he turned the shower on hot and he came out and he said, and, and I mean, the shower was getting turned on hot. And so I'm standing over by the bed thinking, holy crap, like, is Howard jumping in the shower? Like, what the hell's going to happen next? And I'm, like, thinking he's in between me and the door, but if I hit him hard enough, I'm going to get right to the door. And then he came out with a towel, and he said, Alex, I want you to do this every time you travel. And I'm like, what, Howard? And he said, every time you travel, I want you to do this. See, we stay in these hotel rooms. They get really dried out. The windows don't open. The air doesn't circulate enough. You get a lot of dead, stale air in here. It's going to dry you out overnight. You'll find you get nosebleeds or you blow your nose in the morning and you'll see remnants of blood or you wake up and you've been mouth breathing and you just get, we get dried out. We don't act normally. We don't sleep normally in hotels, but this is going to help you. From now on, when you travel... You, you just turn the hot water on and then take a towel and do this. And I remember he stood in the doorway of his bathroom and started swinging the towel around in circles. And, and I, I, my face must have registered either surprise or relief or something. And he's, he said like, oh, yeah, Alex, this is going to be a life changer for you. You're going to do this every time you travel. And I remember like for the first time in probably 20 minutes, I took like a real breath. And thinking, oh man, like what a relief. And it was so interesting to me because, well, first I, I said, well, thanks, Howard. I really appreciate it. And then he went on to explain that like what he was doing was putting moisture into the air, but it was also positive ions and that, that it was going to affect the way that I breathed. And so I needed to go straight up to my room, turn on the shower, let it run for about five minutes. Like, you know, it, it's a bit of a luxury because you're going to waste a little bit of water, but it's going to change how you sleep and make sure that you get that towel going. So you're really like putting the, the moisture and the positive ions out into your bedroom. And I was, and I said, you know, thanks, Howard. I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, I remember thinking leaving his room, you know, Howard, he was, he was eccentric. He was different. He was, uh, he was, wasn't afraid to be exactly who he was all the time too. You know, he was the type of guy that if we had had a full day of meetings, which he and I often did, I did a lot of business with targets. It was just such an amazing learning experience where if we were driving back to a hotel he would turn to me and say, hey, I'm going to take a nap. And then he'd just go down. In, in like two or three minutes, he'd get himself down. And then he'd like 20 minutes later, wake up and be great. And uh, he was just such a, such a unique individual. And I remember walking out of his room that night thinking, like first, like, wow, I, I must have been really silly because, you know, Howard – here he was trying to help me travel better because we were going to do a lot of traveling together. And uh, then I remembered going up to my room, or I remember going up to my room, and everything Howard said was totally true. So, so you know, there's, there's a lesson here that successful entrepreneurs are truly eccentric and, and different. And so if you are different and eccentric and do things your own way, then you're on the path to brilliance. You're on the path to changing the world because that's how every single person in history 
who matters to be remembered is. They were different. They were eccentric. They were awkward. They did things their own way. You know, Steve Jobs wasn't the first one to insist on going barefoot. Einstein had that taken. And I think that when we as entrepreneurs lean into our differences, lean in to what makes us different, we are inherently leaning into our strengths. And from that point forward, you know, with with Howard, I have never stayed in a hotel room. Well, there's times I forget, but I always have the intention when I stay in a hotel room to either fill the tub with hot water or let the shower run for a few minutes and stand in the door with a towel. It really does change how your body reacts to hotel rooms. But the greater lesson that I learned that day with Howard is that he just confirmed so much of what I had read and what I had thought. And, and you know, when I was a kid, I was crazy awkward, different than everyone around me. But the more I read about successful people, the more I read about, about people like us, people throughout history who matter to be remembered, the more I realized they were awkward and different and suffered cognitive dissonance and, and had periods in their lives that they didn't even know they might not make it. And being there with Howard showed me that it wasn't just my assumptions. Successful people really were different, and they were a lot more like me than I ever thought success would look like. And so if you've ever felt different or awkward or like a party of one, Think back in history to everyone who matters to be remembered, everyone who you remember, and understand that they are just like us. And that is your club. Next time you stay in a hotel, <laughs> I dare you to water, run the water and uh, flip a towel around, and you will find you'll have one of the best nights sleep in a hotel you've ever had. Join me next Monday for... Um, the Entrepreneurial Personality Type Podcast, number 30, not, or sorry, you had number 30, no, number 40. And uh, I'm so excited to be anniversary our 40th podcast. Uh, look forward to sharing it with you.